0: International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. God doesn't owe us anything. This is, this is one of the concerns that people have. Well, I, you know, there are people that die and go to hell. That's what we deserve. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve uh, existence. We don't deserve anything.
1: Celeste Montague, welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of Senior Pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today, we continue our study with Dr. Shaw on the subject of worship. The Lord has much to say throughout the Bible about how we are to worship Him with our hearts, not just our outward ceremonies, by remembering what He's done for us, by listening to what He says, and by receiving His mercy with gratitude and thanksgiving. Today, Dr. Shaw brings us part two of a message titled Jesus on Gratitude as we study an encounter that Jesus had with 10 leprous men in Luke chapter 17. Here's our teacher picking up where we left off last time, explaining that the Lord does not owe us anything, simply because we don't deserve anything good from God. But that doesn't stop God from extending his grace and his mercy to us. Here's Dr. Shaw.
0: God doesn't owe us anything. Well, you, this, is, this is one of the concerns that people have. Well, I, you know, there are people that die and go to hell. That's what we deserve. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve uh, existence. We don't deserve anything. And people get upset. Uh, you have this angry, unkind, vengeful, terrible God. Well, then you just don't understand who we are. And so this is the one who addresses nothing. And, and they said some interesting words here. They said, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, which is the name for the God-man, the one that took upon himself human form, so that they could speak to him, so that they could see someone that, that had a form that was like theirs. And so they could look to Jesus, this name given to the God-man. They could say, Master. It was a specific term that, you, that Luke uses to describe one that was, a, he was superior, had the authority of a teacher or a rabbi. And they could look to him and they said, Jesus, one that is like us, but Master, one that is over us, one that is superior to us, one in every way. Jesus, Master, please show me mercy. You know, it's an interesting thing about asking for mercy. Isn't it? You know what's interesting about asking for mercy. What's interesting about asking for mercy is it presumes that we don't deserve it, right? By asking for mercy, I am admitting that what I have now is what I deserve. I am admitting by asking for mercy, I am admitting guilt. Now, you see, but they they were just sick. There wasn't anything necessarily that they had done in their lives to deserve this sickness that comes upon them. After all, Pastor Shaw, you, you preached the book of Job. And we know from the book of Job that sometimes people just get sick because they're sick. It could be a time of testing. I, I, I want you to understand that. But let's just remember. Um, they, they want relief from consequences that they acknowledge that they deserve. But remember this. And I think it was something that they understood all disease finds its ultimate root in the sinfulness of mankind. Let me say this again. All disease finds its ultimate root in the sinfulness of mankind. You say, we may, Are you saying then because people are sick because they deserve it? Well, I'll say this. We don't deserve to be healthy. Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, the Bible tells us 1 Corinthians 15, Genesis chapter 2 and 3, and death passed upon all men. So the the race came under because of Adam Adam and Eve's sin in the garden. Disease and sickness and death entered into the world. And there's a direct connection between the condition of these people, these ten lepers, and the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden. And so... And yes, sometimes God does with, deal with what's according to our personal actions as well, but, but in the end, all disease finds its ultimate root in the sinfulness of mankind. And the only solution for that is mercy. It's the fool that goes to God with demands. It's the fool that seeks to charge God. It's the fool that stands in judgment over the creator of the universe. It's the wise man who humbles himself before the God of heaven and asks for mercy. Can I just tell you something? God is merciful. In fact, He is rich in mercy. But see, this is the whole point, because we're getting to this, this concept of thanksgiving, which is at the end of this. When God gives us what we think we deserve, there's no reason to be grateful. But when we are amazed day by day and moment by moment at His mercies, talk about mercies anew, we rejoice. Only mercy is a solution. And so the gift. (laughs) So they lifted up their voices. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go, yourself, go show yourselves unto the priest. Now, here's what was supposed to happen. So, so, supposedly a person that has leprosy or some sort of skin condition in the Old Testament, he has leprosy and he, he's healed. Now Maybe he gets better or maybe he's healed or whatever happens, but he thinks he's good. He can't just walk back home. He can't just enter into society as if everything was okay. He had to go back to the priest and as he shows himself to the priest, the priest would examine him and the priest would say, remember the priest was also the one who said, unclean. It's now the priest who says, he is clean. By the way, isn't it our great high priest is the one who declares us to be clean. And if the great high priest declares us to be clean, then we are clean. And so, he said, go, go to the priest. And so, by the way, this demanded faith. They just had to go in faith. By the way, Jesus didn't request money. He didn't request sacrifice. There was no quest for allegiance or attention or anything, anything else. He said, go show yourself to the priest. By the way, it's also interesting about miracles here. Jesus didn't have to touch. He didn't have to be close. Jesus healed at a distance here. Just go to show yourself. They didn't even get close to him. Just go show yourself to the priest. There was no works or payment or anything that people normally associate with a salvation or a transition by works here. Just go in faith. By the way, so go here. Sh- and it came to pass that as they went, they were healed. So just go in faith. So they turn, and they begin to go. I, that, that, that must have seemed strange, huh? I'm sick. I still have all these sores, but I'm going to go to the priest. What am I going to say when I get to the priest? But Jesus told me to come to the priest, so I guess I'm going to go to the priest. But I don't know what I'm going to say when I get to the priest, because, I mean, look at all this. Isn't that, what, isn't that way faith works in your life? And then as they were going, I, I don't know how it happened. Maybe they looked down and said, you know, that, that doesn't seem... That doesn't seem as bad as it was a minute ago, huh? And maybe walk a little bit further. Wow. Next thing you know, it's gone. One of the wonderful things about the book of Luke is it's written by Luke who was a physician. And one of the reasons that you know that Luke was a physician is that in a, in a chapter like this, he uses words that nobody else in the New Testament uses. Why? Because he's talking about medical conditions, and so he uses, it's really fascinating, he uses the word here that when they go, it, it says, and as they went, they were cleansed. There's a specific word that was used, maybe the more accurate word for us today would be mended. It was the word that typically was used for a, a cut that healed or a bone that grew back together it was that type of specific medical term it was something that was it's it's been healed or it is mended and so that's the word that he uses by the way that what is this what does this mean for them well it means relief from the death sentence
1: dr Shaw will be back with more on the relief and the gratitude that comes with being spared from our sentence of death when we accept Christ's redeeming, healing sacrifice for our sins. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we continue a study on the subject of worship and a message today called Jesus on Gratitude, Part 2. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. Here's Dr. Schall to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church. It's called Freedom That Lasts.
0: Hello, this is Kevin Schall. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button.
1: Thank you, Dr. Schall. And if you or someone you love needs to recover from an addiction, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church today. And now... Let's get back to our study as Dr. Shawl describes the joy of being healed from a debilitating disease like leprosy, which was a certain death sentence, and the relief that comes from the healing power of Jesus. Here's our teacher
0: Imagine, as you're going now, and you realize, I'm better, it- it- it's gone. Now, all th- things that you had never th- thought. You, to consider let going through your mind all of a sudden, if, if the priest says, I'm cleansed. I'm gonna be able to go home. I am gonna be able to see my family. I'm gonna be able to hug my children. I'm gonna you imagine all of the all of the things now going through your mind about the gift that has been given to them. They're relieved from a miserable existence. The pain, this the the disfigurement is gone. The, The shame that people felt as as others would look upon them. That is gone. So they're relieved from the miserable existence. They're restored to family and friends, all of this stuff. It's all coming upon them as they begin to realize I'm healed and it was tremendous it was remarkable I, I am not surprised actually that nine forgot to come back and say thank you because the gift is so remarkable there Christmas is coming have you ever given a, like a really good one to one of the kids I mean, it's, it's like the thing that they just so, so most wanted in the world, and they are so excited about the gift, so enthralled with the gift, so amazed by the gift, they don't even think to say thank you, because they're all into it. And so that's what's going on here. They're restored to family and friends. They're restored to the community. They're, they'll be able to participate in regular life. This is incredible that... What was broken, what was damaged has now been mended. It's an incredible gift. And, of course, restored to a productive life. That happened to us at salvation, didn't it? We were relieved of a death sentence. I'm not going to hell. I, if, if, you know, when you, you're talking to somebody and they just bow and they pray and they trust Christ and then they lift up their head and you say, now if you died today, where would you go? And they say, heaven. Without any question. Without any reservation. Now before they thought, I think maybe heaven, but I don't know for sure. You go through the verse and they say, I think I'm going to, I think hell is, and they pray, they come to understand what salvation is. They lift up their head and it's like heaven. Why? Well, because God said so. He made this promise. And it's like, whoa, life. But then there are so many more things. The ability to be relieved from the consequences of sin in this life—I now don't have to sin anymore. The Holy Spirit has moved in and He's transforming me, and He's and He's changed me in me into something new, and He's giving me power and victory over sin. And then, of course, it, it transforms relationships, and I learned to have that right relationships with other people. And then I'm I'm given a whole new family, a whole new, a whole, new a whole new group of friends, and I, then now God has given me a life that I can use for Him. My life now has purpose and meaning. All of those same types of things the gift one of them verse 15 one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and he fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks because he was a Samaritan (laughs) I I look at this and I laugh a little bit because he turns back and he comes back to Jesus but And I don't know how, how long he had been a, a leper. But where, when a leper had to communicate with anyone that wasn't another leper, they had to yell. Right? I mean, they, they had to yell unclean. They had to yell. They yelled at Jesus, have mercy upon us. You know, he's still in yelling mode. And he comes back and he falls down at Jesus' feet, but he's proclaiming God's grace with his loud voice because he's... Well, you know, what your mother called you, she said, not your outside voice, your inside voice. He was still in his leper voice, not his healed person voice. And he comes, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. They were on the way to the priest. Now, if I, if I was healed, you know, the lesions are gone, and I'm on the way to the priest, I don't want to do anything but go back to where the, go to where the priest is. I... I I don't want to take any side road. I don't want to do anything that might jeopardize it. I just want to, I want that clean stamp. But in the middle of going to enjoy the blessings, he stopped and he turned around and he delayed the blessings he would receive until he had given Jesus thanks. Do you realize there are certain things that we do that we do for a reason, but we forget the reason? Isn't that why we give thanks before we eat? We wait to feed our faces. To give God thanks first before we enjoy those blessings, just like he gave God thanks, for, thanks first. It's a deliberate action, and he glorifies God. He gives, see, it's giving God the glory. He he glorifies God. He humbles himself, throws himself on the ground before Jesus. And he expresses thanks. Now, here's the deal. We say it all the time. As Christians more than anyone else, we have something to give thanks for. Do we not? We are sinners saved by grace. We are recipients of God's mercy. We have been transformed by His glory. We have a home in heaven. And if there's anything, we ought to be thanking Him for the salvation of our eternal souls. In fact, after we're done eating, we're going to come back in here. We're going to observe the Lord's table. And the theme of of observing the Lord's table this afternoon is giving thanks for our salvation. It's one of the ways in which we do it. So we express thanks. Now, I think it's really interesting... He gives thanks and the response of most people in this moment is this, they focus on the temporal blessing. Notice what Jesus says. Jesus answering said, we're not the ten cleansed, but where are the nine. There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger, this, the, the, there's not not all only 10% responded to give thanks. Now, what was the problem with the nine? They were focused on the temporal blessing. They were focused upon what they could get now. They were focused on the, the, the relief from the consequences of sin now. They wanted to rejoice in the benefits of they want to rejoice in the benefits of the healing now. And there was a race. They, were, they couldn't wait to go enjoy those things. But they forgot about the giver of the blessing. How much are you enjoying the blessing of God right now? Let's not forget to remember the giver of the blessing. It's as Jesus, Jesus' response is interesting. There's more. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now I want you to notice three words. The first one, remember we talked about the medical terms? The first one that he uses, Luke, is the is the term to be mended as in a bone knit back together or a cut that heals. The second term that is used is the, is the term for being cleansed or purified. We get our word cathartic or catharsis from it, the idea of being cleansed or purified. That's We see that verse in verse 7. Jesus answered and said, we're not 10 cleansed we're not ten purified. I, I think he's acknowledging the fact that not only were they, was their body mended, but they went back to the priest, and the priest declared them to be purified, which means they receive all the benefits from their, from their healing. But then Jesus looks at this man, and he says, And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You know the word there, whole? Whole. It's the word for salvation. Your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you.
1: Stay tuned. Dr. Shaw will be back with some closing thoughts on the 10 lepers who were healed by Jesus. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shawl, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m., and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens' programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12. through At Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand as a listener-supported radio ministry, we encourage you to consider supporting this ministry with a tax-deductible donation of any amount on our secure website. We would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's teaching and minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. I'm Celeste Montague. Please join us again as we begin to wrap up our study on the subject of worship. And we'll hear our final lesson in this series titled Early Church Worship next time. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with some final thoughts on the lepers who were healed by the Lord. Do join us next time for more right here on Dare to Stand.
0: I don't know all that happened in the hearts of these ten my gut reaction is this. Ten, nine were healed physically. One was healed physically and spiritually. True wholeness is possible. Biblical gratitude draws you toward the giver, God himself. And so folks today, let's give thanks to Jesus Christ, the healer, of our bodies, but the Savior of our eternal souls.